Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Especially in these end times, there is a desperate need for the truth and activating that truth in one's life. To not only live in the fullness of the truth as we journey through the mountains and the valleys, but to live in the assurance of eternal salvation. The good news is that God the Father's heart is that no one should perish, and out of His great love, He is continually inviting all who are willing to come to Him and enter into the benefits of His invitation. His invitation is always there. Yet there is a difference between receiving an invitation and doing nothing, to receiving an invitation and accepting it. To receive an invitation and do nothing makes that invitation null and void. It has no effect in one's life. All the benefits of that invitation are also null and void. Yet to receive an invitation and act upon it by saying yes to it the invitation and all its benefits is activated. Keeping all this in mind, in these challenging times, let us turn to the book of the Revelation of Jesus and hear what he is saying to us today. Revelation chapter 3, verse 1. And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your works, that you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. Jesus gives us a clue to what the subject of this letter is, in the way that he reveals himself. He states that he is the one who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Seven throughout the Bible is symbolic of completeness, the perfect whole that is holy. The seven spirits represent seven aspects of the Holy Spirit, which, according to the Old Testament prophecy, rests on the shoulders of the Anointed One, the Saviour of the world. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 2. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So the seven aspects of the Holy Spirit that are listed in Isaiah chapter 11. Number one, the spirit of the Lord. Number two, of wisdom. Number three, of understanding. Number four, of counsel. Number five, of might. Number six, of knowledge. And number seven, of fear or reverence of the Lord. So the writer John links Jesus the Anointed One and the Holy Spirit, who is the one who leads us into all truth and testifies of Jesus. In addition to the seven aspects of the Holy Spirit, Jesus is holding seven stars. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 20, 
We are told these seven stars represent the seven angels or messengers of the seven churches. Angels are an end times literary device that link everything together. Our focus should not be on the angels, but on the risen Jesus. The writer John is simply revealing the close relationship between Jesus and the Holy Spirit and the messages of the church. The Holy Spirit testifies of Jesus and affirms those who are his. Those who are his have acted upon the invitation and received Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. As a result, the Holy Spirit dwells within. So let us go back to the letter to the church in Sardis. It is also interesting to note that within this letter to the church in Sardis, there is no mention of suffering or any outside pressures from the world, nor are there any false teaching mentioned or worldliness. In fact, from the outward appearance, it seems that this church is alive. But Jesus reveals the illusion that has life and death consequences. Jesus states, I know your works, that you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. In interpreting this and applying correct meaning, let us remember the subject of this letter is the Holy Spirit's witness of Jesus and the oneness with Jesus. Receive Jesus, and we receive his Spirit. The Spirit of God gives life, yet there are those who are dead. Therefore there are those in the church in Sardis who do not have his Spirit, have not received Jesus, and have not activated or acted upon his invitation. Jesus is saying there are those who are not saved, yet they are giving the appearance that they are alive and destined for eternal life. Yet they are dead and destined for eternal death, unless they change their mind and activate Jesus' invitation. Jesus continues in verse 2. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Jesus urges the church to be watchful, give strict attention to this matter of salvation and identity. Those who have yet to receive him are destined for eternal death and are of great concern. Jesus encourages us, all those who have received him, to strengthen what remains, that is the truth about God. And by his Spirit, each day, he strengthens us as we surrender to him and receive from him. May his truth go deeper and deeper, and his love go stronger and stronger. Jesus is saying, Be diligent. Make the truth clear and plain. Never compromise on the truth. Jesus is the only pathway to salvation and the choice of saying yes to Jesus or no to Jesus is a matter of eternal life or death. Jesus is the Lord of everyone's destiny and identity. To activate Jesus' invitation is to give total allegiance to him. Jesus continues, 
Revelation chapter 3, verse 3. Remember therefore how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I will come upon you. Jesus urges them to remember what they experienced and heard. It is clear from Jesus' words that they have received and heard the truth. They have experienced Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Yet there are those who have not activated the invitation to commit to him, to receive him as their Lord, their Saviour, their God. If they receive him, they receive his Spirit become one with him and receive his life, life everlasting. This is the same situation that Jesus was referring to with the parable of the kingdom of God that is likened to the wedding. All are invited, yet each one has free choice. Matthew chapter 25, and we will go through verse by verse. Let us begin. Verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins, who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Ten in the Bible is often symbolic of the fullness of humanity, that is both male and female. All ten went out with their lamps to meet the bridegroom. The bridegroom in this parable is Jesus. Verses 2 to 3. Now five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. These lamps without oil will not shine. They will not shine a light. Just as a person who does not receive Jesus does not have his light and will not walk in his light. The oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit who dwells within, around and upon everyone who receives Jesus. Jesus' sacrifice of himself and his spirit are a free gift. Everyone has an open invitation. But unless that invitation is actioned upon and accepted, in this instance by receiving Jesus and his spirit, then they are likened to the foolish virgins. Jesus is the light of the world, the divine light, the Lord of destiny. Verse 4 But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. Interestingly, everyone slumbered and slept, both the wise and the foolish. Jesus is coming back but no one knows the hour other than God the Father. It may appear to some that Jesus is taking a very long time to return. Yet his perceived delay is a result of God's great love. He's waiting for all those who will come to him throughout the ages to come, to activate their personal invitation. So let us continue verses 5 to 6. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. 
Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Once again, very interesting details. All ten trimmed their lamps. This means to prepare the rope or wick so that the light will burn its brightest. A trimmed lamp emits a pure light, a light without smoke. So all ten virgins trimmed their lamps. Yet five had activated Jesus' invitation, and five had not. Five had his spirit, and five did not. Five had the oil, and five did not. Five were wise, and five were foolish. Verse 8 And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. Oh, the foolishness of this. There is only one source of God's Spirit and His divine light, and that is from the Father through Jesus, His Son. We can only receive His Spirit directly from God through Jesus, the Son. We can only receive our salvation and eternal life directly from God through Jesus, the Son. Verse 9 to 10. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. So the five foolish had not activated the invitation to receive and believe on Jesus. Jesus' response makes this very clear to them. They are not his. This was of their own choosing. They chose not to receive him. As a result, Jesus will expose their choice by declaring he does not know them. He does not identify with them as they freely chose to not identify themselves with him and activate the invitation. Verses 11 to 12. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Jesus then turns to the first hearers and declares in verse 13, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. To watch in this instance is to be in a state of readiness. Discern the times. Receive and believe on him. And for us who have received him, to be strengthened in his truth and encourage those who have yet to act upon his invitation to believe and receive him too, but respecting their right to choose. Jesus is urging us to give urgent attention to this matter, to have his heart that none should perish. This is a work of God within us as we surrender and receive more of him. So now, in these end times, it is the time for his church to arise and shine in his truth, love and power. Take possession of our inheritance. In his name, 
by his Spirit to the glory of our Father. Notice that all ten virgins knew of the bridegroom. All ten knew of the wedding. Yet only five responded to the invitation to be one with the bridegroom. In the words we use today, only five of the ten received Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. Only five were saved, had his spirit, and their names written in the book of life. These are the five virgins who are wise. They had the oil. They were sealed with his Holy Spirit, living in his faithfulness, letting his light shine forth into the midnight hour. They had given their full attention to his invitation and acted upon it, saying, Yes, Lord, yes. Upon acting on the invitation, they received all the benefits attached to it. Even if they don't feel it, even if they don't see it, the truth remains. His spirit is within and all the benefits of his identity and his destiny we receive and live in it. They went with the bridegroom into the wedding feast and everlasting life. These five virgins are like those in the church of Sardis who have not defiled their garments, for they have received Jesus. They are transformed by his spirit, declared holy and blameless before God, having received his spirit within. Revelation chapter 3, verses 4 to 5. You have a few names even in Sardis who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Jesus is saying to those who believe and receive him that he will never blot their names out from the book of life. For we have his spirit within, his spirit that gives eternal life and we live in the promise of his return, for he is faithful and true. Yet those who have not received Jesus, have not received his spirit, are dead. This is not the heart of the Father, yet because he so loves, he never interferes with free choice, and he does everything to pursue each individual in love, to know the truth, and to be truly free. Jesus, in his love, compassion, and mercy, urges those in the church of Sardis who have rejected him to remember what you have heard, act on that truth, change your mind, receive him as their Lord and Saviour. As we receive Jesus, we receive his Spirit. Make no mistake, Jesus is coming back. And he cries, get ready. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.